from Wrap Your Head Around Silks. This is the Expecting Aerials podcast. Hope you're doing well today. Thanks for being with me. If you check the show notes, there is a link there for the three-part video series, Aerial Rehab. For anyone coming back to the practice after surgery, an injury, having a baby, or maybe just a pandemic, it'll be straight to inboxes for free. Sign up there. And then also there's a link to the mini course by Wrap Your Head Around Silks if you want to check out my teaching style. And today we have Carly Page. She is the owner of Happy Studio in Australia, and she's got a foundation of Pilates and has a really unique approach to teaching beginner silk students. Had such a great time talking to her. Let's get started. Right. So my name is Carly Page. Uh, I am, own Happy Studio, which is an uh, aerial arts and acrobatics studio in the Gold Coast in Australia. We've, um, we're actually coming up to our fourth birthday, so that's pretty cool. Um, I've been doing aerial for aerial arts for, uh, I think it's coming on eight years now, uh, and I've been teaching for five or six of those. So I um, I like to do aerial silks, trapeze, aerial hoop. I dabble in a tiny bit of hammock, but it's not a, um, it's not a huge friend of mine. Um, and I originally um, I used to teach Pilates before that. And so I really loved the um, idea of combining all of the things that I loved around Pilates and yoga and those practices and uh, how they come together into aerial arts and take everything from the ground up into the air. Uh, And part of what I used to do was um, uh, teach pre- and postnatal Pilates. And so that sort of knowledge has really come in handy with teaching teaching aerialists as they become either new mums or they come into aerial, you know, after having had babies. And um, that's just something I really love to uh, focus on in getting getting people up in the air. Okay. So you're a studio owner. You st- do you still teach Pilates currently? I, I use, um, so I teach aerial primarily and Pilates is like, just gets incorporated into all of the warmups and, and conditioning. And Got it. Okay. So you get a pregnant woman or one of your students becomes pregnant. What is your approach throughout the trimesters as she's training, um, on, on silks or in the air? What is your approach to that? So my approach is that it's, everyone is individual. Um, I don't think any of us know what um, our pregnancies are going to look like, what our births of our babies is going to look like or what life afterwards is going to look like. So um, everyone gets the individual journey. Um, and it's my biggest encouragement for every person is to just listen to what's going on in their body at the time and be willing to adjust along the way. So I've never had any two people's um, journeys of aerial and pregnancy look the same and I've never had any two people's um, journeys post-pregnancy look the same either. Okay, so give us some examples. I actually I have a couple 
examples like one of my students is having her second baby right now, and she's always the person who comes in postpartum, prenatal. She can always do her inversions. She's that person. Like she's doing meat hooks like six months in. But then she's also like super fatigued after doing a couple things. Like she's almost like her body has the power for it, but then not the endurance. What have you seen yeah. with, and, with the ladies? I've definitely seen that in people, yeah, strong people. And I often I often like to um, give like give some of those hints to people that these are the things that might come up when you do have your baby. Like your body might be ready for it, but you might mm-hmm. not be ready for it mentally. You might not have the like the physical capacity to leave home and come into a studio to practice because that takes a big effort to get out the door. Um, You might not have had sleep the night before, you know, like they all impact the, um, the ability to come in and and practice something physical. Yeah. Do you have a lot of people? um, Most of the people that you have coming in, they were doing aerial before pregnancy, I'm assuming. Well, I get the mix of both. I think, um, so I've definitely had, I've had people that have like have been my students before, and then they go through their pregnancy, um, and then come back afterwards. I've had other people that I may have known in a previous life come and like in aerial, and they come in and start to train postnatally with me, um, and. And then I also just, you know, also consider that this is the same kind of journey for people that are starting out in aerial after having babies as well, whether that's like within a year or whether that's, you know, five years down the track, there can be similar journeys around, um, you know, what we, what you see in people's bodies, um, when they're practicing and, and, um, what they bring into the room. Yeah. So Carly, tell me a little bit about your own body, because from from what I understand, you only came to Ariel after you had your kids. Yeah, so I came into Ariel after um, my third child, and she was probably not quite one when I um, when wow. I started. And um, so I went in, and I was like, "Whoa, this is hard!" Um, but also, I was just like, "This is amazing! This is exactly what I want to be doing." Um, and I, I was like, I would get so fatigued. Uh, I, when I first started, I had to only do one class every two weeks because I found that my forearms were so exhausted that I could barely pick my baby up the next day. And I was like, well, hang on, she needs to be picked up. So I have, and it just, because I was then picking her up and taking care of her, my arms just felt tired and dead for for a couple of weeks before I felt like oh yeah I could go and go and climb on a steel again. Were you breastfeeding um, still? I was, okay, so that's yes. you know yeah. now in hindsight with I think about what it was like training when I was breastfeeding and what it's like now. There's a big difference when it comes to how much energy I had, how many calories I had in my body. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, yeah, you, you don't realize how much you're ca- like, you know, by breastfeeding, you're catering to that other human's needs and your body's like doing that for you. And it does have a big impact. Yeah. So, okay. So I, I would love to hear about some of your pregnancies and anything of that nature. But what I want to say first is anybody who walks into an aerial class, unless they've done like a lot of gymnastics prior, the, the, the reaction is, Oh my God, this is so hard, right? But you, so hard. Yeah. 
had that moment after having three kids, is it kind of like, is it almost best that you didn't know how, how it would have been before all that? It was just hard, right? The same. Well, I, I think it's probably like what's led me to like, to this journey of how I approach Ariel and, and why I have like a studio that I like to cater to beginners, like, and beginners, I think there's, you know, a very, um, beginners is a very different meaning to different people. Yes. So, you know, I, I look at beginners as some people that may not have been physically active and, you know, really don't have any strength, may not, they may not have body awareness. They may not understand how they're like, how to um, interpret like pain and pressure and moving in one direction to another. Like I, I think beginners can often be like a very, very far away concept from somebody that just hasn't done aerial before, but may have done CrossFit, may have done um, other really like, you know, other strenuous, like you say, gymnastics and things like that and have that in their body. So I think coming in and trying aerial, um, you know, being postnatal, having not, I hadn't really done any sort of um, much recovery, like I hadn't done much Pilates in that year after having my baby or yoga or anything like that. And um, so everything was hard and, and I just recall that journey and use that journey when I'm teaching to recognize that um, the starting point for an exercise is not necessarily, yeah, just invert. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, kind of similar uh, when I was first starting Ariel, it wasn't easy for me at the beginning. So I ended up really learning micro progressions for myself that my teachers didn't necessarily give me because it was kind of easy for them. Like that first step would have been my fifth, something like yeah. that. I, I remember the moment when, um, and it was probably, you know, a year and a half, maybe, mm, yeah, probably about a year and a half in when I actually, um, did an inversion in the air and I was like, oh, that just rolled. That rolled over. Is that what that mm. feels like for you? And I said that to my instructor and they're like, yeah, what do you mean you haven't felt that before? And it's like, oh, that that sort of light bulb moment of like, no, this has been extremely hard to get my hips up high, to actually make those legs go over my nose. You know, that whole thing, every step of the way was hard. It didn't have that fluidity to it. And feeling that and just going like it was like a light bulb moment of going oh this is why it's so easy for others for those yeah. people that have that strength in the body because that's just what happens for them so yeah it's um I guess it's recognizing that yeah everything can feel different for every person but okay so you've had three kids can you talk about um either prenatal postpartum space in between anything that was anything that was really challenging anything that sticks out in your mind is a little bit uh, marginal when it comes to like not normal for other pregnancies um yeah just give us an idea and then also yeah absolutely so I think um in terms of pregnancies um I feel like my first one was so easy that I didn't know what was coming in the next two. <laughs> um, I, um, I, 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 yeah, I really just had a bit of a breeze of a pregnancy for the first baby. And then the next two I ended up um, with um, 
nausea basically throughout oh, wow. the whole both? of the pregnancy. What is that the called both, again? Yeah, yeah. A hyperemesis. <gasps> I don't even know how to say it. Oh my god, <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> yeah, so it was like. And it was just enough to be just nauseous. I've had other people that I know that have been, you know, that had to be hospitalized because they, you know, they they were losing, you know, so much energy and weren't able to keep food down. So mine wasn't that bad, but it was enough that it was consistent throughout throughout the pregnancies. And um, so, you know, that had a bit of a, you know, an impact on, I was very lucky that with what I was doing at the time in terms of work and life and everything like that, that I was able to just adjust around it. I worked from home. I spent a lot of time doing phone calls and things like that from a couch but and my bed and things like that. So it was able to be adopted through there. But I, I guess I just, I never knew the diff. I never expected the difference. I was expecting a couple of weeks of morning sickness. And then next thing you know, it just was every morning. Um, and you'd actually throw up or you'd just feel nauseous? Oh, it was different for both of them. Um, like one of them, it was, I would throw up. I would, yeah. And I wouldn't have any food on in my, you know, in my body. So it would be, it was more of just, oh, uh, which was yeah. just horrible. And then, and then the other one was, and yeah, I didn't actually throw up, but I would be dry heaving like multiple times a day. Which is like arguably <laughs> so. almost worse. Uh, or, yeah, they both felt horrible. <laughs> yeah. Um, how did you manage to like nourish yourself? Um, it, it was, I just would, I just had to listen and try different things. So like I would just take the moments and go, okay, I think I feel good now. Now go try and eat something. And, and often I would feel better towards the evenings. It was just, you know, mornings and daytime was a bit of a, bit of a killer okay so you'd be able to eat like a substantial dinner and keep it down yeah 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 and so I think that's why it didn't get to the point of like it wasn't to the point of you know needing medical attention it was just that it, I felt the impact um yeah throughout my day-to-day and were you working for through those through those yeah so I was I was just yeah I did like I was doing project management at the time so it was something where I had a job that I could do from home um and that worked its way out um I for when I did get pregnant with my third baby I um I had been running a Pilates studio at the time and as soon as that nausea started to um to hit which hit pretty early I pretty much wrapped up teaching at and wrapped up the studio at that time because which worked out all right I was just hiring space um so it wasn't a big thing and I was able to pass it on to other teachers but it was I just knew that I wasn't going to be able to physically cope with turning up and you know needing to run out of the room multiple times in a in an hour so um so that kind of put a pause on on the physical um you know movement side of things I did still do practices for myself but I yeah just wasn't in a capacity to teach others at that point in time Oh my goodness. Okay. And then anything, anything else with the births and the recoveries? I, I had pretty good births for all three of them and, um, really good recoveries in that, in them as well. Like I didn't spend much time in hospital actually with, with the last two, I was actually out of the hospital within the same day. I was not a hospital fan. So I was like, let's go home as soon as possible. And that's where I felt that I could recover the best. 
Um, and so I feel very lucky in that regard that that was, um, so no C-sections out of the three, no C-sections. Oh, that's great. So that was really, you know, that was really positive in, in that regard. And, um, and I mean, in hindsight and hearing myself say that it's such a, I guess it's so much of now what I like in, I practice in terms of what I teach is like everyone just has to listen to their body and what they need. I, I had figured out that those few days in hospital that I had with my first baby, I, I wasn't getting much sleep, all the interruption from the nurses and midwives coming in the room and the other people in the ward and things like that. It just wasn't, um, it, it wasn't a place where I felt comfortable, but I didn't know anything different at the time. And then, you know, come around the next time I was like, no, I'm, I think I've got this. I think I can go home and do this with the support of my family. So let's, let's give that a crack. Yeah, it, it was, I had to be in the hospital because I had a C-section for, you know, the recovery, yeah. but man, it's like, it's like Grand Central Station. Yeah. I don't understand. I mean, I, I kind of do because the nurses are like, okay, this is my schedule. I'm going to go through like these 10 rooms back to back to back. And they just, you know, they do their rotation and have no, there's, there's no thought process of like, okay, they're resting. Let me switch this up. It's terrible. Yeah, And they don't know you're resting until they open a door. And by the time they've opened a door, that's enough to wake yeah. you up. Yeah. It's enough to like, to like totally mess things up. Um, Okay, so you start, how old are your kids now? So my kids now are um, 14, 12, and 8. Oh, my goodness. So you're like, and and how old were you when you had your first? I was 24 when I had my first baby. So I, you know, okay. it was like, I felt like I was one of the, it was quite young in the circles of friends that I was hanging around with at the time. Okay. Yeah, I mean that's twenty four is like the more of the age that your body wants to be pregnant. Like, <laughs> unlike you know, so many of us, you know, I had a full dance career and then you know got lucky and got pregnant when I was forty one. You know, geriatric pregnancy and all. Um, but yeah, the body wants to be wants to carry a baby healthy. You know, in that age. So now. It's kind of like remi- reminds me of some of my friends from back home. They had their kids and they're now older and they can kind of have more of a life. Whereas I'm kind of in the thick of like my kids really young, you know? So yeah. your kids are a little bit more independent now. So you're able to like train and have a business and everything. And, and do things like you know, we can go out to dinner and not think about is my toddler going to be running around the room and things like that. Life, life feels a little bit different at this point in time. Yeah. I, I'm not saying that, I mean, I'm not going to be there soon and I wouldn't want to miss a second of anything, but it, it would, it, it, it is very hopeful that things just get easier generally when it comes to that, um, them just ha- having needs for you constantly. I think it just changes. I, I've, um, you know, cause I'm, I'm hitting that, um, that, that phase of, I have, I have a full blown teenager in the house <laughs> and I have a, I have a tween who's on that cusp and th- it's a whole different ride. <laughs> oh yeah. I ask people all the time, would you prefer a teenager or a toddler? Oh man. I don't know if I could. Just That's a hard one, right? That's a hard call. <laughs> 
Yeah. So, okay. What, what advice would you have for, for women who are like you? Like, let's just say you've had kids and you're looking at this Ariel and you're like, man, I want to do that. But, you know, having hesitation, what would you say to those ladies? I think, um, I think it's definitely about don't worry where you are now because the only way to get better at anything is to start and to start practicing. Um, I think, I think people definitely need to find, um, a studio and teachers they feel comfortable with because the environment plays a big part in, um, in how you feel uh, with, with where you're at in your aerial journey. Um, I, I just definitely think that's a big part in, in whether you feel, um, supported and, um, are given the right tools to suit where you're at. You know, this is one of the downsides of, like I teach at Womack and Bowman Rachel studio. And I feel like this is one of the downsides of being at a studio that really focuses like on, we don't completely focus on people becoming professional, but that's kind of what happens sometimes because we're in a big city people have those expectations for themselves and I have to say there's some women and men that walk in their first day to like the start here class and some of my students who are not beginners love to go to that class because it works for their schedule and they want to train so they walk in and they do their 10 like perfect inversions and it's really intimidating It, it absolutely is and um it's a um, so so my studio is prim- is recreational. That's what I, I wanted it to be a recreational space. I wanted it be to be for everybody to be able to give Ariel a try and keep doing it if it's something that they liked and enjoyed. Um, and there are other studios that I recommend people to if they're looking for the performance side of things and the professional career side of things because. Um, that's not necessarily my focus. And I decided that very early on, like that I wanted it just to be a recreation activity, something that made like. Oh man, like the, 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 the struggle sometimes getting worked on with these kids. It's tricky. Kid. It's so tricky. Oh my God. It's like, sometimes it's okay. And sometimes it doesn't work at all. Do you know, We're do you know what's really interesting is that so, that's actually one of the reasons I started my own studio and started doing this as a job was because of like the the struggles of um of, of what I like was going through with my kids and schooling and things like that it was actually that was actually one of the reasons I needed something that would work um that I could actually be more flexible with my time oh I see yeah. so I feel you on that it's it like they they do they do make themselves heard and known and and yeah we we make things work around them right <laughs> What you were saying about you have a recreational studio for that reason, I think is an important, important thing because I, I don't know, like there should be room for both, but I think people should know what they're getting into. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I do think that like, I do think it's important for people to, to look around and find that. And I, I guess it's hard to know at the beginning. So, and I, and I'm finding that now, even just in how we talk about things that I'm trying to verbalize that more about this is what we're about and people are finding us because they're like yeah we don't want to necessarily do huge performances at the end of the year we you know and so everything that we do is optional in that regard and if people want to go into the aerial competitions and things like that we'll support them but we don't necessarily promote it 
either. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. Because I do struggle with that sometimes when somebody comes in and, you know, if they're not athletic yet and if they need to condition their body and change their body composition so that they can, you know, pull their own body weight with their arms, it's absolutely you can do it. I, I really feel like aerial can be for everybody. But if you're starting at that place where you were sedentary beforehand, you know, aerials are really, you know, it's going to take you a while to get upside down. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's a lot of people who come in and they, you know, I'm like, hey, just try to go upside down. And they're like, like this. And I'm like, yep, <laughs> just like that, you know, depending on who it is. So that can, that can be tough. So, and then, and then what advice would you have for those ladies out there who are, since you have been exposed to a lot of postpartum, sorry, prenatal and postpartum ladies on the, you know, on the Pilates mat and reformer and, and in the air, what would you say to, to that, to that crowd who is maybe, maybe reluctantly coming back or excited but scared? Yeah. Um, look, again, I think finding the right person to work with, so somebody that, you know, can acknowledge um, where your body's at and help you work with where your body is at right now. Um, I think it's important to know where you've, you've been as well. Like if you're getting back into aerial and you've done aerial you know, before you've had babies, knowing what you've done before is a good marker because um, it's also a challenge too, right? So my biggest thing about that I say to people when they're coming back into aerial is like your body knows what it was doing before. But everything's kind of been rewired and you need to reconnect all that wiring to get back to where you were. And there's no time frame on that. Some people can be back, like you said, your friend can be back in the air and um, and inverting in no time. Like, in you know, just they can be back after their six-week checks and back in the air and doing crazy stuff. And then there's other people that need to take it as a slower journey. Um and, but there's nothing wrong with that journey being slower. I've, you know, I've got great examples of students that have taken the time and progressed slowly. And what they've found is that um, they're stronger and more aware of how to move their body than they were before they had babies. And that's a real like strength to have in Ariel, to have that body awareness and know how to do things without injuring yourself and, um, Interestingly, like it might be a slow start to get back into the air and might spend a lot of time just like, you know, one foot off the ground. But um, once that strength builds back in the body um, and can fire a lot better and, and on, you know, when we need it to fire, then the progression um, opens up as soon as, you you know, things get quicker um, when you get the inversions. And then it's like you're not just limited to learning one thing at a time then, you know, like it's like, oh, I'm back here and look at this world that's now available to me with this strength that I have in my body. Oh, I love this. I love that. I think that's going to be really helpful for some people. Yeah, and, and you know what, that's actually, that's actually one of the things that I found. So that's what got me into Pilates. Um, it's not, yeah, it's what got me into Pilates. So when I, I'd been doing Pilates for years, like since I was 15, I used it as a practice because I had like a bad back and all this kind of stuff, I was in lots of pain. And, and it was just one of those things that, you know, it's started to help me. I stopped getting pain. I strengthened my body, but I didn't really know why or anything like that and it wasn't until I came back after my first bub and started doing Pilates again and I was like I had to figure out how to you know 
um, you know, close that separation and how to engage my abs and, and in all positions and um, just, you know, just all movements of the body. I had so, such a different awareness of what was working when. My arms would be tired and so I would notice, oh, that, that position uses my arms a lot, okay, um, or I can't do that today because my wrists are so tired from holding a baby, I'll have to change it and go down onto my elbows instead of being in a, in a, a, a full arm plank or things like that. And so it was like that kind of fine-tuning. I was like, this is so cool. I now know my body so much better than I did before I had a baby. And then, so then I had my second baby and I got back into training. I was just like, I want to teach this. I want to share this with other people. And that, so that's the journey that led me there. And so it's been so great to then incorporate that feeling into teaching Ariel as well. You know what I'm also curious about? And then my child's screaming. I'm just going to ask you this and then I'll put myself on mute again. (laughs) I'm curious about what the Ariel community is like in Australia. So interesting. Um, so I feel like it's definitely growing. Like I feel like there's more and more studios popping up um, everywhere. Um, I've like I've had the benefit of like going down and and training and learning in different states. So I you know when I first started teaching, I went down to to Melbourne and did some teacher training down there. And then I was traveling a bit to Sydney, which is where I was from before. So I would go and do some drop-in classes at different studios. And um, I think, you know, I've just loved that every studio is so different. Like I've enjoyed that going, going and learning from different people. Um, I, I also like when I, um, even around my area, I would go to different studios to learn from because I feel like you get different experiences from different instructors and different environments. Um, it's, it's definitely eye opening. Um, and I just, I think, I guess from my perspective, I, um, I look at it like going, yes, it's growing and there's more and more people, but everybody brings something different to the people that they interact with. And so it's, it allows people to find whom they want to uh, whom they want to train with, whom they want to learn from. And so I love that it's actually growing in in our area. Oh, it's okay, Bean. What do you want to say to Carly? Oh, she's like breathing hard. She was crying really hard. <laughs> oh, you know what, Carly? I think I think we have enough. Um is there anything else you'd love to tell this audience as the worldwide audience of aerialists? I guess the other thing that I, I like to tell people is that like, it's okay to modify what you're doing to suit your body. Um, I think that's one of the things that um, I've most brought in is that like, you don't have to be doing it the same way as everybody else. It does not everything works the same way. Our bodies look and feel different and um, they will look and feel different from before you had a baby, after you had a baby, uh, other things that go on through life, injuries and things like that. So just being um, open to doing it your way and learning different ways. It's like, there's no one right way. We can't keep comparing ourselves to others and where, what other people's journeys are and how long it takes other people. It's just not about that. I think it's just tapping back into, um, noticing where you're at and doing what you can with what you have and enjoying what you are capable of doing right now. 
Oh, I love that last part. I love that because uh, I'm I'm two and a half years postpartum and it doesn't feel the same. Like I'm not to my strength that I had before and I get so frustrated about it. I'm, I'm so frustrated, right? Like interestingly now, so I, I one thing I, that I've got going on right now is I'm, I'm expecting to go through and have some surgery to fix some separate. I've actually ended up with a, a little hernia from um, okay. doing aerial. Okay. Um, in my separation area. So like it is definitely from. So is it that your, your center line in your abs? Center line. Yeah. So in the center line, just, just around above my, um, above my belly button. I just talked to somebody. I just recorded an episode. I think it'll probably come out before this one, um, where she had the same surgery. Yeah. So, and and I was sitting there going, I'm going to have to apply my, what I apply to my students coming back from surgery and pregnancy and just taking time and being careful and, and listening to your body. I'm like, I'm going to have to do that. It's really quite, it's a hard thing to, to swallow. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think we all kind of have a battle or a war going on with our body all the time, you know, trying to, trying to balance our limitations and, Try not to get injured. It's it's hard. It is absolutely, and particularly when it's a like a a part like if it's a recreational thing and it's a part time thing, or actually probably even more so if it's a professional thing because you've got more hours and it. And I've definitely seen it impact some of the people that I know that um, were you know performing professionally that um, that injuries like they they can really set you back. And, and I mean, honestly, Carly, the, the women who I've known who are hobbyists, they get way more upset, I think, than the professionals when there's an injury. Like, I've seen people mean, it's okay. I usually don't record this late. And, yes, and she's yeah. not having it. But yeah, like my hobbyist students who are very high level hobbyists. So upset are the ones that are so upset. <laughs> they are, and actually, that's one of the things I tell like a lot of the mums coming back into aerial. It's like taking the time to do things slowly and carefully, and building back up at the pace that suits your body is so much better than pushing yourself too hard, having an injury, and having an even further setback, and being more delayed before you can get get those progressions in the air. So um, it's a it's a it's that. Um, the, the, the mental balance of it along with the physical balance, they both go hand in hand. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for being with me all the way from Australia. It is the next day, midday for you, and it's evening for me. Um, just really appreciate you. Where can, uh, where can my audience learn more about you uh, and your studio? Uh, yeah, so, they, so my studio is happy studio and it's happy with one piece. So you can um, find me on Facebook and Instagram, Instagram's at happy studio. Uh, and then you can also find me under um, at Carly page uh, on, on Instagram. And I put a little bit more about my individual approach to coaching and other life things on, on those ones. All right. Thanks so much for being with us, Carly. Thanks for sharing your story. And she can be found on Instagram at happy studio with one P. 
if you would like to check out the show notes, there's a link there to both Aerial Rehab and the free mini course by Wrap Your Head Around Silks. Honor me with a five-star rating and review where you get your podcast. Really, really helps. I would appreciate it so much. And thanks for being with me. I'll see you guys next time. This is the Expecting Aerial Rehab. Oh, 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 oh,